All right, before we get started on today's show, let's talk about our DraftKings pick of the week. Jamal Murray threes against the Oklahoma City Thunder in a couple of days here. Uh, You can count on Jamal to hit his threes right now. He is exploding offensively. He looks like that guy again, at least on that end of the court. Maybe you can't count on him on the fast break at the end of the game or his defense, but uh, you can count on him to hit those threes, and I think he's going to do it against OKC. So go ahead and lock that in. That's our DraftKings pick of the week. Take the over on Jamal's threes. We don't know the line yet. Might be one and a half, could be two and a half. I'd take the over. I would take the over either way. Support DN, uh, support for DNV, DNVR is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for the grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive, exclusive offer now for our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. Best in below-the-waist grooming. Check out manscaped.com. Use code DNVR20. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Losers Lounge, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code DNVR. That's not accurate. Um, oh wait, that's right. I can't. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I can't believe we're in the Losers Lounge right now. I can't believe we're in the Losers Lounge for a game, a home game, with rest against the Wizards. I know Denver's a little short-handed, but Wizards also short-handed. This is uh, this is gonna be a tough one to get through. But fortunately, I got my guys with me. I got Brendan Vote. Uh, tough to preach patience tonight. Not gonna lie, it's a, it's a tough night. <laughs> uh, I got D line co over here. Now. He's uh, yo. The toughest part is that uh, like our supposed big three were all on. I know, I know. That is a bad. That is a bad thing. And then of course, superstar Dev. There was just uh, there was not a lot to like about that game. So many things that just did not go well for the Nuggets. So you mentioned it right off the top here. You get 34 points from Jamal Murray. You get 24 points from Jokic. You get 18 points from Michael Porter Jr. That's a win, right? That's got to be a win. It was not a win. And this was a game that, you know, there were a lot of opportunities for Denver to kind of grab it and and, and just let it go. I'll start with you, Dev. We're going to talk later on. We're going to talk about that last play because I know that's the most fresh on everybody's mind. There's a lot to break down there. But if I just ask you, what went wrong in this game? Uh, besides the the big three, there was no one else that really stepped up. Um, and it, even at times, those those three weren't on their A games. You know, they weren't playing um, the best to their ability. Uh, Jamal had a, a rough start, as he has been doing. Jokic kind of just, you know, he started out scoring. And again, against the Wizards, he couldn't finish out. Um, and then Michael Porter Jr. Just, just, you know, trying to figure it out still. Um, but other than those three, nobody else stepped up, and that had to be... Um, what, what lost them the game? Yeah, I mean, I guess perimeter defense, right? It was pretty, pretty bad. I mean, they couldn't contain anyone, especially Beal. Not surprising without Gary or PJ. Uh, I mean, Monte and Barton. Barton was unplayable tonight. Neither of those guys could hit a shot for three quarters. So, you know, I, I get what Malone's doing closing with Monte, but it was just... It was a tough night. It was a tough night when the backup guards had nothing. Three, three of 15 combined for Barton and Monte, which is just, like, kind of wild. Um... D-line, what, what went wrong? <clears throat> I, I mean, I really think, like, just kind of forensically looking at this, I, the game was pretty much lost in the first half during those Vlatko minutes. 
Well, I, I mean, I don't. One thing that's going to happen in this game is we're going to whittle it down. I know I just asked you guys to whittle it down <laughs> to one thing, so it's a little bit. But I'm saying like the the conversation can end up. You reduce it down to here's here it is. Here's the thing that did it. But the truth is they lost by two. There was so many yeah. negatives to this that any one of those goes the other way, and you you start to feel like it's so okay, true. it's but, true. But, I, but, I, but you're you're not wrong. Those were very loud minutes. They were loud. Uh, Ryu Hachimura was just cooking him every single time. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the box score now. Everybody was about even minus two, plus two. He's a the the, the outlier at minus eight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ten minutes too. Like it was a really <laughs> rough ten minutes. Um, I think. Uh, we can start with the Barton thing, maybe throw the 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 wolves then a, a bone here. You know this has been a really rough year for him, and I think he's had some some positive games, but for the most part, it's been one of his weaker years. You know, I don't like the revisionist history with Barton, where we go back and say like, oh, he was never good this or that. Like Barton has been a great contributor. He got injured. It's been like more down than up since you sure. know this whole season in terms of just what he can give you athletically and tonight he so clearly just did not have it i mean he goes oh no. five from the three-point line and a lot of those threes were either the type that you're like don't i mean there was one play it was almost hilarious where vote is watching him dribble it up the court and, he, and he's like don't jack a shot here don't jack a shot don't take a dumb shot don't take a shot and what's he do takes just a, I mean you saw it. it's like he had the look in his eye that he was going to shoot it the whole way shoots a con, what turned out to be a contested three-pointer nowhere nowhere close and you just there were so many of those tonight with, so with Will Barton it was a, this was a really really rough one and what made it even more difficult was Denver's show so short-handed that Malone ended up benching him rightfully so but then you end up closing with Compazzo, Monte and Jamal so tiny and that also killed you so this was a game they desperately needed Barton and he gave him maybe his worst performance of the year. Barton wasn't uh, bad. Um, he was horrible. He was, yeah. he was absolutely horrible in the game. And he went back to a lot of the things that our viewers and, and fans see often. Um, we talk about how he has been better at not shooting the Nuggets out of the game. And he, he only took seven of, shots, but I mean, still. But one of seven. One of you seven. You clearly yeah. didn't have it, so stop shooting. And a lot of those, some time. of those shots were like, yep, really and I was going to say, a lot of them were heat check shots without any heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Doesn't even make sense. Uh, uh, but then on top of that, um, he's a player that's like a versatile defender. He, you know. And, and this was a game that he really needed to step up in without Gary Harris there, um, who was the, the, the player that, you know, limited um, Bradley Bill from doing everything last game. And this was a game that they needed Barton um, to do it because, like you said, to close out of the game, M Michael Malone had to go with a very, very small group. And that's Tiny. when you started to see a lot of shots going up and, and them just not being able to close teams out. So Barton... Barton was he was the the, the bright spot today uh, on bad shots uh, and also just losing the game. Yeah, um. he, yeah, he stood out the most. Yeah, like it is. I mean, it's funny because you said that Malone benched him, but like he benched him way too late. Like, yeah, like, it's, it's like for you sure. said, I mean, it was just for like sure. obvious to everybody that was watching. Like, yo, Barton doesn't have it, and he won't acknowledge that he doesn't have it. Like, put R.J. Hampton in at that point. Right, right. You know, there, there's like a put Zeke Naji in. At that right, point. like. I mean, there were just Zeke continues to contribute is the thing. Like nobody was playing defense tonight. There was just no. When you talk about Barton, what, what I think was especially frustrating yes, about this game, he has had some games where that's for Dev only. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thanks. They, Barton has had some games where he's taken the bad shots and he's missed shots and he's been off. But at least there's like buy-in on some of the other like things around the edges. And this was a game where I. 
from watching it, I, I, I never have said this about Will Barton before. Watching it, I almost was like, is he just not into it tonight? Yeah. The game. Like, he didn't, defensively, there was a couple plays where he didn't even move, and you're like, hey, what was that? Or well, yeah. And like, I think defensively is where he's been the worst this season. Offensively, there are low lights, no doubt, but there are also occasionally like three for six, three for seven, seven rebounds, four assists. He's tried to fill in around the edges at times. Defensively, he's not able or willing right now. And yeah. it's effort and end capability. Um, and it, that to me is the toughest thing. Like these nights are going to happen. He's had good quarters, good halves offensively. At yeah. this point, we know to expect these games offensively, but then he has to make up for it on the glass defensively. And tonight he didn't. Yeah, man. The other thing I have to say is like, so those Barton minutes, those Barton mistakes put us in a hole. Yeah. But this game was like still very right. winnable going down the stretch. And both uh, Jokic and Murray like kind of faltered. They did. And it's funny because I just talked about how that two-man game, how, how great it is. And tonight, you know, here's how I saw the game. The, the opening of this game was absolutely horrible. horrible. It was one of the worst openings I've ever seen. <laughs> Jokic, thank God, was the only one who was still playing just like he always does and was making his shots. But I think everybody started the game for the Nuggets 0 for 2, every single player except for Jokic. And it felt very much like it was a brick fest. It was ugly. And Jokic, I thought, kept him in it. They were down, but he kept them hovering around for if it weren't for him making his shots. Then Jamal Murray got it going at the end of the second quarter, then went nuclear for a, a, yep. a period, yep. and then, to your point, disappeared. And then both of them kind of trailed off there at the end. And it's what's tough about this, and I don't think Murray is the guy to blame for this game by any means. He gets 34 points, six rebounds, six assists. Like He personally tweet, you know, he tweeted out, like, it's yeah. on me or whatever, and I like that. I, I, I think that shows leadership, and it is a little bit on him. Um, but, I mean, he did his job. But the one thing I will say about him is it's so tough to plan for a guy that gives you almost nothing for a first half, then gives you everything for most of a second half. Like, as much as you look at the line and go, that's 12 of 23, it was like the the 11 misses all came in a row, the 12 makes all came in a row. I just think that's hard to hard to build a rhythm around. Especially as a, a player on the floor around him. Um, and, and just like mentally, you just got to go to Jokic. You know that you're gonna get Jamal at some point, yeah. At some times, so it's like, well, when do I go to him? Right now, I'm hot, but we need this guy to get going because we need to win, win this game, and we can't go to me every single time. But I'm clearly the only one that is, you know, scoring right now. I'm clearly the only one that is engaged at all. And then this guy does it, and then he gets all not not that he gets the attention or anything, but he gets to to take all of the shots at one time, and it's like. Well, I don't know when I should jump in or when I should take over again because we don't know when he's going to slow down, and he always does slow down, and this right. is a game that yeah. we've seen it. Yeah, I thought Yoke was a little shaky down the stretch tonight. For sure he was. He really was. It's, and, it's and so you unfair could, to Jokic because he's so incredible. All the time, like, so it's but not. It, but it's true. I mean, like if you're talking about like what you can typically expect from sure. the Nuggets and Jokic, I mean... And it's not any bigger than that. It's just that he struggled tonight. But I thought, you know, the two-man at the end... There was a little bit, I thought, of like Murray looking at Yoke and maybe not sure what Yoke wanted to do, which is rare, and maybe feeling like he had to get it done. So, um, unfortunate that it came down to that. This was a game that, even with all the injuries, could have, should have been done after three quarters. And uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's another one that process or result is just this is one too many losses to bad teams. So, George Carl once on, on our show once talked about how when Carmelo would really get going, sometimes he wouldn't like that. Because the team just goes to him, and, yeah. and like you ride that for a wave, but no player stays hot forever. And I thought 
part of what I think happened with Yoke tonight as I'm watching it was Murray was got all of his points in a row. Like they all came in a, in a, in a short window, and the team just kept feeding him. Like every possession was, "Hey, Murray, do something awesome," and he did. And then it was like, "Let's come out of that." And they just never were able to do that. Now that's not an excuse. Teams need to be able to pivot and get to their other thing, especially a two man game that's worked for so much for so long. But that was just the rhythm that happened. The other player we should talk to about this starting lineup, though. We kind of put everything on Barton, and I think he was the worst of the two. But Monte Morris was also really bad. Really bad. And, you know, we've talked so much on this show uh, just about how the Monte-Murray combo is really good and, and it works together really well. But part of that is because Monte is a viable offensive threat in his own right. Like, he's not a guy you could just leave off. And tonight, he didn't have it. He didn't have his three-point shot. He didn't have his floater game. He didn't seem to have control of the basketball the way he usually does. I, I mean, i got to say, like, <clears throat> all of this... I feel like really comes down to Michael Malone. Like I just feel like the game was managed in a really strange way. Yeah, um, it came out the rhythm of the game. The rhythm of the game was very strange. It came yeah, out I agree like everybody was off at the beginning, and then he made quick like knee jerk reactions. Put in Vlatko. Put in like really strange. And, like if you go, I'm sure when you go back and look, like you'll see some of these lineups. Like what is like what is this? Like and his hands are, we, are a little tied with everybody out that right now. But that's a good point. At the same time, you're right. If he at that moment goes to RJ instead of <coughs> Vlatko, then maybe RJ has a little bit of an impact. Put some kind of energy into the game, and you have another option, so you don't have to play three ga- two tiny guys at the same time yeah. to close. I mean, it's it's funny because we're talking about a, a two point loss, so. But a two-point loss to a bad team, though. That's no, I. You, you, well, I'm, I don't know. We were talking at the beginning, like the Wizards have been. They didn't on have Bertans tonight, though. It's true. I, it's true. I, I'm not. I'm not granting uh, a pass to anybody. But I'm saying, like, your initial like premise of this entire lounge is correct in that it's such a small margin of loss. It's hard to put it on one thing. There are so many small yeah. failings that happened along the way, and this game was so winnable. Like I didn't really like it. Hasn't really set into me that we lost this game. It yeah. was so exciting going down the stretch, and like that last play was just so crazy. So, well, here's another thing that's funny. Denver was missing early, but so was Washington. And maybe you chalk that up to Denver good defense. I mean, Washington, the first quarter scores 26-22. And I thought it was clear when Malone made that sub, it was the offense that needed a jolt. Like, the defense was there, and he put in Vlatko. And you're thinking, well, this isn't going to give a jolt to the offense. And sure enough, it didn't. Um, I mean, it's easy to play arm, arm, you know, like that could have worked out, and then I would have thought it was wrong but not said anything. I even think the closing lineup, too, it's easy to say now. Hey, don't play Monte or Barton, two guys you trust and have gone to war with, and go with either of the rookies. But I thought either RJ or Zeke could have closed tonight. Um, they just did not have a chance of staying in front of Bradley Beal down the stretch. Yeah. And not not for one possession did you feel like they could if they needed to. And Bradley Bra- Beal goes for 33 points on 19 shots tonight. Yeah, Bradley Beal is the player that everyone knew going into the game was going to give the Nuggets some problems. So I think that the game plan should have been to try to slow him down, to give him different looks. And you have a guy in R.J. Hampton on the bench that could have gave him different looks, fast, physical, um, just just a, a change of pace that he needed, give him some Faku defense at times, uh, a lot of things, uh, but not just let him just destroy Will Barton, go at Jamal Murray the entire time without any type of looks. They, they gave him Faku for a couple of plays. He got some strips on him. Um, he gave, he made it a, a pretty difficult. You're not going to slow down a score like that. That's that good. Um, but but you could give him different looks, and I don't think that they did that uh, at all. And then on Monte, uh, just to go back from there, you could see 
Like, you could determine what type of game Monte really had or the type of game he's having based off of the – you just go to the, the turnover column right. and go straight down. If he has more than one turnover, you know that he was not in his right, like, state of mind. And he, this was a game that – I mean, it, it didn't look like he shot a lot. He shot a ton tonight because you got to go to the free throws that he right, took. Yeah. And he missed a lot of shots. He, he, he really was out of it tonight. And, I mean, we talked about Barton not looking like he was in it. It looked like a lot of guys just really was not into it, and you, you would have thought that after losing to Washington exactly. already, yeah. that this was a game that that they would have at least. Yeah, they been definitely up didn't for. have this game circled. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we talked about right. in a pregame. Like, is is that a game that they look like? Okay, we lost to them. Are they going to be motivated? And in no way did did anyone seem motivated. Not even Murray, and he went berserk for a while. No one was motivated for this game, and I mean, this is what happens when you're in the league and and you're not prepared for a team. The one that hurts me the most tonight, this is the last guy we'll talk about for our first break, but I really like the game from Michael Porter tonight. I mean, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch because he's a guy that often I just need to watch and make sure he really shored up all the little details. But tonight, Michael Porter, first of all, 41 minutes again, so back-to-back he plays 40 minutes. He gets 18 points, 10 rebounds, so again he hits the board, makes a point of emphasis, gets one assist, one steal, one block. I thought defensively he was locked in. Offensively he made a lot of – like his shot – I don't want to say it's back, but he was missing really left and right. Like, he was missing bad. And tonight, he was, like, hitting his shots and and shooting them in rhythm and with confidence again. And I think over this last handful of games, he's kind of realized, I like his approach. He's not looking for shots. In fact, there's maybe one or two he could have taken that he didn't. He's not even looking to move towards getting the basketball. He's almost just staying out of the way and then doing the hustle stuff. And I like that for him, which is why it makes, you know, a little frustrating – and just, the, just the way the game ended. We're going to talk about the end of the game in the second segment, but just break down Michael Porter, what you saw from him. Yeah, outside of that, I thought he played really, really well tonight um, from the jump. Defensively, I thought, he, you know, Dev, you talked about how no one looked like they wanted to play tonight. I thought in the first quarter, MPJ was the only guy who looked like he wanted to play any D. Um, his head was in it with the rebounds. I thought he made some timely cuts. He had a monster dunk for those calling to see him go to the rim more. I loved his approach all night long. There's the final play, plenty to talk about, um, but I, this is not an MPJ scapegoat game. And if you're look, looking for like, not the positive takeaway, but the scary takeaway, Murray goes berserk. Yoke had a solid game. MPJ know, approaches dude. the game the right way. This is supposed to be the the recipe for disaster. But you got so little from so everybody little else. From I mean, else. really, really, just so little. And then those weird decisions. What did you see from MPJ, Dev? Um, I've seen what I've been like calling for, and I think that Malone wants him to do, and you can tell by the, the minutes again. Um, 40 minutes because he's out there playing hard. Um, he's attacking the boards, and, and he had four offensive uh, rebounds, so you're getting it done on both ends. Um, but you're, you're just not making so many like dumb plays, so many rookie mistakes out there on the floor, and, and you're rebounding really hard. So there's no way you look at this game and you try to fault Michael Porter Jr. for right. anything that he did. Uh, maybe the last play of the game is one that you're like, okay. But he also hasn't been in situations that he's the go-to guy or he's the guy that's making the decision at the on the last play of the game. So chalk that up to that being a rookie move for him. Um, but other than that, 18 points, 10 rebounds, and fitting in with his guys like every single, every single time that they play, they're getting better uh, with each other. And he's starting to like – catch on the small things like okay i need to be here i need to make cuts i need to move out of the way and he also turned down shots like that's big for a player like michael porter jr whose game is predicated on sh- on points so yeah. 
that's a positive game for him. That extra pass to Murray, maybe a buy myself some goodwill decision. Oh, to well, well, just totally. And I think that that play kind of shows you when we were watching live. I would have rather Michael Porter taken that shot just because I felt like that had a he was open, it was in rhythm mm -hmm. or whatever. You get the extra pass, it was a little tough. But at the same time, you totally understand that he's like. To me, that was him buying into the role of like I'm not supposed to be taking this. Jamal's you hot know? tonight. Jamal's hot. We just went over. <laughs> this. And again, but this is uh, this is more what I'm talking about with Jamal and how they when they all come in bunches like that, everything gets thrown just a little bit off. Mm -hmm. But I I think that wasn't even about Jamal getting hot. I think that was about Michael Porter being. I'm trying to be a good I'm teammate. Trying, Everybody yeah. says this is Murray and Jokic's team. Like, I think you're right. I, I mean, but Michael, like, he was shooting the ball with such confidence tonight. Like, yeah. we saw, like, I mean, he didn't make it, but we saw, like, a, a deep three attempt. Um, we saw some of his, like, patented transition pull up, yeah, Mike threes. Like, that dunk at the end, like you said, was just, like, with such authority. Um, and so, I mean, it really looked like Mike was and is, like, regaining his confidence. I mean, Again, like if you told me that those three players were going to score about twenty points and up, I would be like, "Oh man, that's it. That's the recipe." Like we we yeah. see the future here tonight. We're, we absolutely crushed the Wizards. So yeah. frustrating, really frustrating. Let's hit our first break. On the other side, we have to talk about that final play, and we have to just ask about the vibe around this team because I think part of what happens with this team right now is there's a cloud hanging over them, just follows them up and down the court right now, and it, it kind of sucks. But we'll take a break. Uh, one of the tough realizations I had entering adulthood was that um, <laughs> men's grooming, not easy. Not a lot of the right tools for the job. Hey, but we back, baby, with this read you know here. Yeah, no, we're back, baby. Not a lot of education either. I was like, what, what do I do? The worst part is that uh, we had to shepherd you into the idea of male grooming. That's right. <laughs> Eric held my hand through the whole process. Uh, yeah, some painful lessons along the way, and what I learned ultimately was that I need to switch to Manscaped. They're the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Um, I use their trimmer. It's got that nice guard. It's almost impossible to cut yourself. They got a lot of nice, uh, uh, what do I say? Uh, ointments that'll help you smell better, feel fresher. I use their nose trimmer. All jokes aside, uh, this stuff is no fun unless you have the right tools. Manscaped's got the right tools. Check out manscaped.com. Use code DNVR20 for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, Hassle Cattle Company, Wagyu Beef. Eric, tell us a little bit about it. You love Hassle Cattle Company. Guys, I love Hassle Cattle Company. You know why? Wagyu beef is the best beef in the goddamn world. It is, uh, I believe it's, it, it originated in Japan. This is blue collar Wagyu beef. It's uh, cultivated here stateside. The thing about stateside. Wagyu beef is that it's the marbling, guys. It's tender. It's, uh, it comes out juicy and delicious. And again, like if you if you cook it the right way, which I think it's impossible to not cook it the right way, you can cut it with a butter knife. It's so tender. It's the best. And it's the people's meat because it's affordable. It so head to <laughs> HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off. And hey, any orders over $200, free shipping. So check them out. We promise you will not be disappointed. That's HassleCattleCompany.com. All right, back here, segment two now. I think we might need to pay a, a quick visit to uh, oh boy. our Is resident it? referee. Do we have a resident referee? Oh, boy. <laughs> let's look for, uh, let's see if we have one. Oh, boy, you make the call. <laughs> this might, do you make the call. Look at this graphic. I like it. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, man, I think I got an extra medium here, Deb. You might have a... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you, you screwed made, him over. You make the call as to whether or not this is a good fit. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, no, it is a good fit. Dev has a very, uh, he has a lot of referee energy, doesn't he? His big, he? Re- big, big referee, referee energy. energy. I wish it's not fitting, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Whistle's not going over the dome piece. <laughs> All right, uh, we're joined here by a uh, professional <laughs> referee to help us make a judgment call here. We got some tough judgment calls. Final play of the game. Nuggets have a chance to close this one out. They have a chance to win, guys. There's six <laughs> seconds left. Jamal Murray gets a rebound at the free throw line. He gets it. It is. It looks like it's a three-on-one fast break to begin, but, you know, we'll see how it breaks. It falls apart. Michael Porter runs to the corner. Faku runs to the wing. Jamal Murray runs to the other wing. Bradley Beal is back. They don't get anything out of this. It's really, yeah, it really is a four on right now, yeah. four on two. You know what the difficult part about this is that I can see the monitor and I can see Dev in the monitor, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have to present a case here. The referee's uh, is going to go to the tape. He's going to review, but uh, vote. Who's to blame for this final possession? A lot of people are going to tell you that the rook MPJ should have cut to the rim, and that's true. Might not have mattered if Jamal Murray just takes that to the rack. And mm. that he didn't. One on three, the way he's been scoring. <laughs> I can't wait for a whistle here. We have just a do violation. What do we have? Attack? Are we giving out a tech? Look at Dev. <laughs> Dev is that ref that just is the why whole game. He's just, yeah, why are you fucking why laughing, laughing at me? Why are you, why are you laughing at me? Why you uh, laughing I think, I, look, MPJ made a mistake. Jamal, at this point, veteran guard, I think he's got to find a way to take it to the rack and score. You're so right. Uh, although we so it's Jamal Murray's fault. He should have gone to the rack. Jamal Murray should have absolutely just driven to the rack. He had Bradley Beal in front of him. Bradley Beal is like five foot three. I mean, like it, he should have just yammed it on his head. Like it, it should have been. A, it should not. Have, like to me, it felt like uh, the, it felt like the end of the uh, game with the Jazz, where he uh, Jamal took it to the rack and or took it down and then passed it off to Tory Craig when he should have just dribbled it out. Except for the opposite. He's just taking it to the rack. Obviously, MPJ was wide open. So was Faku. So was uh, Monte. They all had wide open space. No defenders back. But they were all expecting Jamal just to take it to the goddamn rack. Why he did not, I do not know. Yeah, I think um, I think Murray made a mistake by not doing that. I think he very clearly saw an alley-oop opportunity to Michael Porter. And they're so good at those. And Michael Porter said, "No thanks. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna fan out to the corner. I got these tiny hands." And honestly, like, look, I, I think there's a lot of blame to go around on, on this possession. I think it's clearly both of Michael Porter for not wanting it. And look, I, I don't know what his thought process was there. Was there? But I have to think there was a little part of him that was like, "I don't want this one. I don't want the alley oop. I don't want the contested. Now the game's on the line for me. I, I don't know." Um, and then Jamal Murray just could have attacked the basket. What do we have? I can't stop looking at the hat <laughs> just <laughs> delicately perched on Dev's head, and then it's like squished in on the side. <laughs> it is a very it's small like hat. So <laughs> it's a very tiny hat. <laughs> I think it was actually a child's Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on discount for child. So I, I would say I think Murray probably one Porter two. The thing is. If Porter does go to the basket there and Murray has to throw a contested lob with Bradley Beal, who is ready for it, I mean, you saw it, does that play go in? I think there were more angles on that. It doesn't have to be a lob. I think Murray can find a way to get that oh, dude, pass there was, off. It was wide open court. For then all, again, three of those did players. you see the pass to Faku? I, cannot so wait to, I can't wait to hear the official ruling, by the way. All all right, we've let's, all, let's we've go all with, said Murray. Let's go to the official. So um, there was there was two foul calls on the play. Oh, okay. um, they're going to offset actually. Um, <laughs> one was on 
vote uh, guy over here. It's true. Um, the other true. was on you. You're Whoa. actually kicked out of the game. Wow. Just out like of the that. game. Um, so can I use the, the swear? Yep, yep. It's, it's actually a flagrant too. Um, Adam seems to be uh, the most correct on this. Oh. Yeah, he said um, Jamal also. So yeah, said but it was the way said. that he said it. It it's was not the way I say, said Jamal. You say it. Man, this, this is, is a great show. referee. And also, man. you know, me being a, a referee, referee that I am, uh, that <laughs> also does a double at Foot Locker. Oh. Um, I don't have to change my outfit at all. Um, <laughs> Maybe take the hat off. There's <laughs> yeah, it, got to be the shoes on top of that. It was Jamal Murray. He, he was the issue here. Um, he really should have been way more aggressive. Get to the like at least make Bill have to make a decision that he has to like either guard you so you can shoot it, or you make a decision that you do a bounce pass or any other pass that's to Michael Michael Porter Jr. Also, as a guard, you could force him to make that play if you just throw it to an area and he has to go after it. Michael Porter can't go to the corner, so you're out of the game. You have, <laughs> Son a, of a, bitch. A, you have a, a, a foul. Does anyone have a corner? I need Adam to call and my one. mom. And one, baby. <laughs> and one. Also, Jamal Murray blamed himself after the yeah, game. I was so going to play that yeah, trump yeah, card. Yeah, that way. is a pretty good trump card. Um, and since we have a referee here, actually, I, I think we should ask a few more questions. I'd um, love to. I'd love to get some clarity on some You know, of the- a closing lineup felt like it was a, a strange one. Referee, where should Michael Malone gone with his, the closing lineup? Where was the, where was the foul decision? Was it... Sticking with Faku, who did, was not very good, by the way, tonight. We haven't even mentioned Faku. Faku. Was, was, well, I should say he had some great plays. He's good in the four. He had some great plays, but he had some he had some not so great he ones. He was and, mini model, and he was too. Yeah, he was just this one. He really did get bullied. Look, I think you can have one Faku out there. You can't have two. They put, they tried to close with two tonight with him and Monte, and got they just got by just Raul got bullied. Neto. Not yeah. Raul Neto, really. The, freak, took it to yeah, him. the freaking mini lads. Let us know, him. Argentinians, if you're the, the. Is there a Brazilian? Is there a Neto <laughs> Composito? Is it a sting a little extra that ne- that Neto kind of got the better of Composito tonight? I gotta think it did. I, I thought Faku was a little overzealous on defense tonight. Maybe playing a little too far up on guys like Neto, um, getting blown by a lot, and yeah. then of course just too small for Westbrook, which isn't his fault, yeah, yeah. but. Um, but what, what? how should they have closed the game? See, I'm glad that you asked the referee. We never get the questions. <laughs> and I know. I'm also you're, you're supposed AA, to just make a ruling. I'm kind of like an AAU referee. So, like, I've, I've seen the game so many. I've seen so many games today. Like, yeah, that's 12 just games how it goes. Day, 12 yeah. games in one day. So, I have an idea of how this should have went. Are you the referee that, like, sits down and referees Dude. from a seat when he yeah, gets and tired? And at halftime, <laughs> I'm taking shots. I'm trying to do dunks. I'm trying to do everything to show you guys. Flirt, like, flirting with the kid's I'm a mom. <laughs> Faku and Neto, they had a lot of battles. Uh, history there. History. So maybe that's why he overplayed them. But, yeah, I think that that – not that it's a, a mistake to go with Faku because he gave a lot of energy that the Nuggets clearly needed. Sure. He came up with a lot of big plays, like, to close out the game. Um, but also, like, in that decision – I mean, in, in that situation, maybe you do a Malone where you do offense to defense. We don't see that at the NBA level. But with a player like Faku, you could do that, like – at least have some size like that matches up or also an offensive like player or shooter like just at the end of the game. But you really needed Faku to be out there just because of what he did bring. But then that makes you offset like maybe you don't have Monte out there yeah, right. or it. someone else. That, that's that's where the, the mistake comes. It's not the Faku decision because he actually did step up a lot. You know, to close out the game, a lot right. of head heads up plays, uh, the 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 steals. I think the, he stole the their final two possessions. He, he had the push inbounds off of Robin Lopez. Like those are amazing plays. Sure. But also, then you could also like remember when Russell backed him down and had the turnaround shot right in his face because he's not big enough for those type of situations. So, I mean, it's a lose lose, and that's in, in that. 
But I would have tried to, you know, go with Najee or, or somebody like Najee, that. Najee, man. Najee was having a night, too. So, well, here's the one thing. It was tough. I, I do think it was a tough call because you didn't have a natural guy that you go to. You went to Will Barton. We just talked about what an awful night he had. RJ Hampton didn't even play. And then if you go small. So the other option, I do think that I'm with you. I would have preferred to have seen Najee, but that would have required Michael Malone playing not only a rookie to close right. the game over veterans, but also would have required him to have played Zeke Najee out of position right. or alongside Michael Porter, you know, whatever. Still, going big against a team that goes small, it's just he was never going to do that. Whether he should have or shouldn't have, he was never right. going to make that call. I agree with that. Uh, but just going too small when it's going to be Westbrook and Beal down the stretch, like that small <laughs> three guards, it just felt... Just felt like too much. But look, to your point, man, the alternatives we're talking about here is like he should have trusted the rookies more. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, a little earlier. It's really easy to say that. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't know. Do we have yep. any? Oh, I mean, sometimes the players just need to play better. I know. But at a certain point, like Malone is like now sort of branded his coaching style as riding the hot hand. But he was just like. He was riding the cold hands like, for quite some <laughs> Such time. Such a good take. He didn't ride the cold hands today. I don't know. I don't. Like, I just don't get it, man. Like I, I, I'm very, I, as a noted Malone stan, like he's let me down a few times in the last several games with the way his handling of certain things, and I feel like there is some overcorrection happening, and there's some sort of just like thoughtless, like uh, just trying to send a message by like just throwing. Taking people out, putting other people in, right. not like searching for what's going to work, but like not really being thoughtful about it. And at the end of the game, like I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I'm just frustrated, man, because I we really could have won that game. Like, that was a very winnable game, and especially that last possession, like, yeah, just. Know, just it was really. Do we have any other questions for our referee? Since we have our referee here at the moment, I have one question. I so I notice. Most NBA referees don't wear a funny little hat. <laughs> I know. Why do we have a hat on our referee? <laughs> why is it a football you? referee's outfit? I think it is a football referee's outfit. <laughs> what about you who has decided to step outside and buck the trend and wear this little hat? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> basketball players, they usually wear headbands sure. like when they sweat. Sure. And things uh, like it's that. a sweating situation. I don't, yeah, it's a, it's a sweating situation. Um, also, my skull kind of stinks. <laughs> sure. I don't want that skull. smell to get out to can everyone confirm. else. Can confirm. Can yeah, confirm. Yeah. Stinky skull. That's, that's what it is. He has a lot of <laughs> uncle energy, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. right now. He has yes. a lot of uncle at the barbecue hey, energy. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out why, but Matt Moore just texted me and said he's driving to the bar to fight all of us. So I'm <laughs> trying keep you to guys fight us? Yeah. About we, what? I don't know. We did something wrong. I'll let you know. <laughs> he, he, he hates the referees. He wants to wear a hat. He hates the referees. He wants to be the ref. Uh, all right, we uh, we can say thank you, referee, for that. That was very good. Thanks for uh, what, having me, guys. I, I love when you guys uh, what bring a different type of people on the show. <laughs> what a great job! Stuff is amazing. Key, let's hit king of the game, and uh, guys, I'm not gonna lie, it was super producer Kale. Sixty three nuggets he made it through, which is uh, technically a failure, an absolute but <laughs> failure. But the tonight's tonight's uh, competition was relative. It was just him v Ben. I will say he actually ate sixty two nuggets. Tied our intern, Ben. Former intern. Former intern. We hired that guy? Yeah, he's hired. What the hell? He's hired. It's a great bit that no one knows that, but we did hire Ben. Wow. Just for the record. Uh, but they tied at 62. It was really, it was like uh, the Elam ending, you know? The next, the first one to 63 wins, and Kel gutted it out. Well, so yeah, we, we, I mean, we absolutely uh, just bullied the both of them. Just screamed, come on, you can eat one more. You can eat one more. <laughs> ben, impervious to our bullying. Very impervious Kale. to it. 
Very successful. That's why we love hey, him. He's gonna, very impressionable. Really quick, guys. Rob Canham Jr., you just saw him with the uh, super chat there. Oh, nice. He, Thanks he's the winner Trump. of our Yeah Mike shirt giveaway. Yeah, so Mike. shout out, Rob. We appreciate you. All the support. Josh Moore. Oh, Thank yeah. you. We'll be sending you that shirt. Yeah, shout out, Josh Moore. You guys are the best. That's it. That was it. Um, all right. We have one super chat. Do you want to hit that real quick? What I is the question? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so. Um, you know, mixed reviews on, on Oladipo, uh, you know, I've heard. Um, a, a, a more of, I think, a tendency to be a bit more of a high usage guy, but also just like, what does Denver really need defense? He, I think his reputation was of as this like, great steals guy, but I think he's like a Westbrook esque defender. Some like unnecessary gambles. Unnecessary gambler is going to get some steals or breakouts and scream, but like not, not maybe. I just only ask what Denver needs. God, the, the, the speed, though, I would be very curious about the, the quickness. This season sucks, man. Like, it does. We're just put in this position where we have to evaluate what's left on the team as the team. Like we, I mean, I know. Gary Harris out. Gary Harris is a big part of this team. Like, and Dozier's his best replacement. Dozier's like, his best one replacement. One-to-one replacement. And, and both both of the other bigs, like Millsap and Green, these are not small losses. They're also replacements of themselves, too. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's the type of thing where you're like, oh, okay, whatever, Gary Harris. Uh, but we have a very clear example of what that looks like in the playoffs where the Nuggets were getting destroyed until Gary Harris came back. He completely flipped the series, won that Jazz series with uh, yeah. the ability to bring his defense. And, you know, I mean, you, you can't tell me that if Gary Harris wasn't shading uh, Bradley Beal tonight, he wouldn't have been a little bit less effective. So... I- it, the timeline. What stinks is we've entered the part where the timeline feels urgent. Now, it's right? true. There's, there's not a lot of time because otherwise, it's a perfectly justified take to sit here and go, "Hey, I'm going to wait till I see this team whole before it's I true. bury them." The team that was just in the Western Conference Finals, the team that's gotten better every year under Malone with Yoke. But I also understand that at a certain point, you can't ignore how much time is passing and, and how much runway is left. So here's what stinks is. Part of what's happened with these guys out is Michael Porter's been forced to play a lot, and he played 41 minutes, and I honestly think that he's getting better. Like, I think the last two weeks, they've been a meaningful... Definitely. Really, the last week, a meaningful... God, these two every time, man. Like, they, they never understood what's like going on in the discussion. It's like, like, it is like school yeah, kids. It's dude. like a little bit here. Read the note aloud, nerds. <laughs> Should we go to break? <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, go to break. Go to we'll break. take a break. <laughs> on the other side, we'll... Wait, I think Harrison's coming back here soon. He should, uh, he should have some notes from Harrison. Okay. DraftKings, fella, it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March. March madness, Eric. I don't know if you knew that. But that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any t- team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. If your team makes it right, you can cash $100. That's right. All it takes is one three-pointer from your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. If it sounds like a no-brainer, that's because it is. Use your brain. Take advantage of this offer. DraftKings has paid over $7 billion to its customers since 2012. They know a thing or two about big paydays, and you know that this operation is legit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That is promo code DNVR for new customers to get a shot at 101 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. Did you guys want to know something? Yeah. I want all my bets tonight. Happy for you, brother. Thanks, bro. And I'm still on my cold streak. I think I went... went Two for three or two for five, two and three. So, 
the Colorado Hawks are a nonprofit organization helping student athletes from all over Colorado achieve their dreams of earning okay. scholarships and playing sports at the next level. The Hawks you contribute to the development and increase exposure for high level student athlete in boys and girls basketball, as well as girls soccer. Most importantly, this investment in their student athletes has provided an affordable model. They've never turned an athlete away due to costs. That's the big part. That's what they're selling. And that's what you should be buying. The Colorado Hawks program provides themselves on keeping kids off the streets and helping underprivileged youth earn opportunities they might not otherwise be exposed to. This year, the Hawks are celebrating their 25th anniversary. We've teamed up with them to raise awareness for this great organization as they are a nonprofit, our number one goal is to help them fundraise for the organization so they can continue to provide opportunities for young student athletes in Colorado. Head to JokicForMVP.com to get a great high quality shirt that yep. says, you guessed it, Jokic for MVP. It's right here, baby. You can help a great organization at the same time. Let's come together, support a program that has helped so many opportunities for the youth of Colorado. Head to JokicForMVP.com and buy that shirt. I gotta say, like, it's a little breezy, but quickly, like, as a person that's familiar with making shirts and uh, the construction of shirts, this is a tri blend. This is a really nice shirt. Like the, the it's really soft. It's a, like a high quality shirt. You should buy it. I bought one. <laughs> Good job. All right, let's uh, bring in now the Peloton Prince himself to take us inside the locker room. Let's see, he's joining us any second here. There you are, Harrison. How's it going? Hey guys, can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so I saw Ryan Blackburn tweeting that there was a weird vibe in the building. This was even before the end of the game. Weird vibe. You know, we're watching it on TV. So much is lost. Did you feel like there was something uniquely weird about the atmosphere tonight? It was a weird vibe because this game just sucked. <laughs> like, that was the weird Kill. vibe. This was like an unwatchable Kill. game for uh, most of the four quarters. So I think that was the weird vibe more than anything. This game was just terrible. Yeah, so you think it was just the rhythm of the game? Um, yeah. Well, take us uh, take us inside the locker room or, or to the zooms, I guess post game <laughs> zooms. Uh, take us inside the internet. <laughs> what did uh, Michael Malone have to say about this one? Uh, so he started off talking about the turnovers and Washington's offensive rebounding, and then went into that final play, which uh, I'll get to in a second, but. Like Denver had 18 turnovers tonight, seven turnovers in the first quarter. Two days after they set an NBA record for <laughs> yeah. only one turnover in a game, which is kind of like a microcosm of Denver's season. And then the offensive rebounding. Uh, the Wizards had five offensive rebounds for eight second chance points in the fourth quarter. So like Denver just could not finish a possession in the fourth quarter, especially, and that killed them. Yeah. It is, you know, I talked about this last game. I thought the one turnover had a, not everything. I mean, it's impressive. There's no taking away from it. But it had a lot to do with how they were being defended by Portland and just the fact that Portland, there was as not a lot not, of passes. As in not being defended by Portland? But Well, that, but also just in a we're not going to help. So, sure. Jokic, you go and do your thing or, or, or whatever. So, I think there was a little bit of that. But it's certainly sloppy tonight. Very sloppy tonight. Uh, what else do you have? Yeah, so we can just get into that final play because that was obviously the main talking point um, okay. in the post-game Zoom. Malone said, quote, we had a layup. That's a three-on-one break. All Michael Porter's got to do is cut to the basket. All Jamal Murray has to do is push the ball and attack, and then we have a layup. And then he wasn't even asked about this, but um, he just kind of said, quote, out of a timeout, we're not going to get a better look than a three-on-one fast break. So obviously no thought in calling a timeout. A timeout yeah. should not have been called. Like, no way. Right. They got a three-on-one fast break. They should have got a layup out of it. Um, 
So yeah, that's what he had to say about the final play. I think there's no question about that. That they shouldn't have taken the timeout. They had numbers. One. Three on one. Yeah. It was a right. either a three on one or a four on two, depending on you know where you where you cut everything off. But um, did so? It does, did it sound like he was more frustrated at Michael Porter for his decision or, or, or Jamal? Like, did he think there was one fulcrum of the mistake? No, I don't think I could say that. Uh, he, he said Porter first, and they said Jamal right after. Like, you're, yeah. you're looking for two guys that he named, but I don't think he indicated that he was more frustrated <laughs> at one or the other. Right. Um, do you want it to Jamal? I know Jamal spoke. What a, How did he break down that final possession? Yeah, so Jamal Murray put this game on him. He took responsibility for the loss. Uh, first, he said, I should have shot it. Uh, I just should have shot it. And then I kind of pressed him on if he thought Porter was going to cut, if he thought Faku was going to cut, if he thought somebody was going to cut. Um, he did say he thought Mike was going to cut. He also said he thought he gave Faku a really bad pass. Uh, he also admitted that he didn't really have a good sense of how much time was left either. Yeah. That was another reason he put this game on him. And then he said, like, quote, we're playing basketball, guys, four on one. Somebody should go to the rim. Uh, yeah. I thought Mike was going to the rim. This is a quote. He might have thought I was shooting it. I should have shot it. I gave Falker a really bad pass. Um, that's why I put it on me. If I'm going to stop at the three, I've got to shoot it. And if Mike's running the lane, he's got to go to the rim, especially when there's other guys behind him. Yeah. I think that's all right. Yeah, I think I do think it's all right. And there's an angle somebody just I, – I, I just saw on Twitter of the play when it's, it's crazy how open the paint is. There was nobody. Three seconds. So, I mean, one so guy Jamal goes to the Murray rim. Jamal just tweeted this. Are you, are you looking at Jamal Murray's tweet? He just tweeted a screenshot of this. He did? Oh, yeah, this yeah. angle. That is Jamal. I said somebody just tweeted. It was Jamal Murray. <laughs> You're right. Yep, that's who yeah. it was. Um, what do you – man, that's an interesting tweet, this angle. <laughs> because – Yeah, this is this is publicly calling out your teammates. Because this is uh, – hey, man, my bad. The last play was my bad. And then uh, – but – on second that was, yeah, that was me. <laughs> but you know what you should have done there. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly what you should. Actually, let me show you. Yeah. Let me show this you another angle of what you should have done. Uh, all right. What else did Murray have to say about, about tonight? Um, I mean, there really honestly, guys, wasn't much talk outside of what happened on the final possession. Um, he applauded Faku's defense throughout the game. Uh, how he was getting up in Bradley Beal's grill, how he was frustrating Beal. Um, so he gave some props there. He gave um, props, he said to Faku. Yeah, he gave him a shout out. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Something else that Jamal said, which was really interesting as well. I, I forgot about this, but, but I'm glad I wrote it down here. He was talking about the Nuggets defense, how I gave up way too many layups tonight. Um, he was looking at, I'm sure he was looking at a box score and he saw Roland Neto, five or 10 from the field. I think all five of those were, uh, or at least four of them were layups. He just thought Denver gave up way too many layups tonight. And he said, quote, we lack a presence in the middle that can just deter layups. So that's kind of frustrating. Ooh, a, a, we lack a presence in the middle. I feel like a couple call outs from Jamal tonight. I, uh... I, I thought that was accurate. I mean, there's so many blow bys that just sit here and go, yeah, you got to ask Nikola Jokic of all people to clean it up. It's not going to happen. But there were a couple tonight where he made no effort, yeah, it's no true. effort yeah, to protect true. the rim. Yeah, that's true. Uh, did Jamal, or I'm sorry, did, did Nikola speak? Yeah, Nikola spoke. I asked him about that last possession and if 
the result of it should have been a layup and Nicola kind of pressed back on that and said like if that shot goes in we're all saying it's a good shot which I would disagree with (laughs) (laughs) so true if that Faku shot goes in yes it's great they win but that's still a bad shot like come on that has to be a layup um so he said like he thought it's a good shot um I don't know if I can take him at his word on that but that's what he said hmm did he have any other notes on this game um, not particularly. Michael Porter Jr. was the other guy who spoke tonight. And he says, looking back on that replay, he knows he should have cut. But he did have a thought that he was maybe going to get an open three out of it. And then um, I-, I think what he's saying there is like, if you really slow the replay down, I think Faku had a chance or had time to pass Porter the ball in the corner. It would have been really close. But I think there was time, so maybe you know part of him was expecting to get that pass. Yeah, hmm. it's hard to hard to blame Faku for that. I think it was yeah. such a bang bang. Yeah, and play. just looking at the angle, he he had three options, like the three options, and I have no idea how it ended up in Faku's hands out of the three options. Yeah, I know it is kind of Why funny. Did none of those guys run to the basket. I know it's so crazy, God, including uh, Jamal. Why you did know, those actually, four guys? It's actually interesting. It's actually interesting because. Porter kind of elaborated on this and he said, yeah, but you know, part of basketball, what we're taught is on fast breaks to run to the three point line. Obviously not at the end of the game when you like need a layup and the lane's wide open, but you know, when you run down on a fast break nowadays, you are taught the space to the three point line. Yeah. Uh, who else spoke? <laughs> I mean, that was it. It was Jamal. It was MPJ and it was Yoke. And honestly, guys, it was just a lot about that last possession because like I was saying earlier, this game was crap for like the entire night. It was it was a terrible watch. So I, I don't think there was a ton to discuss other than like Denver's defense at times, the layups they gave up, and then the last play. What it is there kind of any of your perspective on this game? You know, we talked a little bit about the game Will Barton had, Monte Morris. Uh, we talked about closing small. What just kind of stood out to you as the thing you'll you'll take away other than the last play? Yeah, Will Barton definitely struggled tonight. I mean, one of seven from the field, though, a five from three. Um, he was like unplayable. It, it seemed yeah. at times tonight, and, yeah. and he's in a he's in a tough spot right now. But you could definitely feel the impact. At least I thought uh, on the offensive glass and how many boards the Wizards got tonight um, on the offensive end and how much that might have had to do with Denver playing small. Yeah. And with Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, Falcon Compazzo in that backcourt, like I know Will Barton was terrible, but maybe he's able to get one of those rebounds. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's so true. It's so funny that coming into the season, the mini lads, like one of our favorite nicknames we had for a lineup is like actually our least favorite by far. Like, <laughs> hey, it's a great lineup if you're trying to – play somebody on the second unit if you're trying to change up the game's pace on the bench but i don't think it's your ideal closing lineup yeah definitely definitely not all right harrison we'll uh get home safe road trip coming up so we'll have you in studio we look forward to seeing you hey harrison do you want any uh, nuggets we've got quite a few left over <laughs> oh, dude, you're is. singing my music man chick-fil-a is like my favorite food <laughs> we got enough chick-fil-a for you for the entire week we got a lot of chick-fil-a all right harrison thanks so much um See you guys. so 
I mean, I don't know what else to say. It sounds like the Nuggets were short for words. Um, I mean, yeah. What, what do you say after a game like this? Just like deeply well, disappointing. You can't win them all. <laughs> yeah. you, it, it turns out you can win roughly half of them. Yeah, you should. Yeah, exactly. Someone in the comments said this. Jamal's got a little bit of like an Aaron Rodgers relax thing going on, and I think for the most part that's been true this season. And I'm inclined to sort of live in that camp. But you can't close your eyes and ignore what's happening either. There's a threshold and we're approaching it. And so it's tough. I mean, I'm not burying anyone. Um, yeah. But at a certain point, like, you can't keep pretending nothing's wrong, you know? So oh, here... Oh, go ahead. Today, it didn't seem like he uh, he tried to pretend. Right. Like, he blatantly called out teammates yeah, today. Yep, yep. Like, the same that, Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> straightforward. <laughs> he, that, he literally just came he up. Took it all that's kind of what, I, what I mean to say, angle. Dev, is, like, it's even he's having a harder time kind of coming out and saying, hey, it's all fine, you know? It's, yeah. yeah. But, you know, here's the, here's the one thing I'll say about this game, or about this season. It, you saw Mar- Marcus Markeith Morris the other day with his quote where he said, this is, like, the hardest season ever. I've never played basketball this much in my life or whatever, this or that. <laughs> I think, like... Th- it's easy for us to kind of because we're watching the game like I'm very rested right now I'm very comfortable but I do think for these guys this is a mentally and physically taxing season oh my god and there's all these different variables and you watch as George Carl put it the personality of the season of this season is one of like inconsistency and and this or that and the Nuggets have been as inconsistent as anyone, but I do think there's reason when you said like at some point it's go I, I, I don't know I would love for the Nuggets to be fun again consistently fun they're fun like those vibes dude i want those good vibes but i do still think that this is a season that if they are just good in the playoff time then they're good exactly no exactly that exactly and it sucks because we want this regular season to matter and be fun and the vibes of this or that and it just looks like four more games to the all-star break survive hope you get there then it's not going to be a vibes here (laughs) the thing that's crazy about this season is that it's like a different problem every night yeah, like I mean, I think probably the overarching issue is the defense, but it's like not like one thing. It's like yeah. every night, it's like a you know, it's not like just like a a failing of one part of the Nuggets. It's like every night, Whack-a-ball. like a different yeah, like a different thing <laughs> goes wrong. It's like amazing. All right, well, thanks guys, riding with us in a tough losers lounge. There's losers lounges, and then there's. Yo. You you blew up a four on one fast break to lose a, losers lounges. Say, one, uh, you guys are gluttons for pain. I gotta we say suffer that. together. I, I don't feel that bad. You want to know why? You ate a lot, a lot of chicken nuggets. A lot of chicken nuggets, and I get to ha- hang out with my good friend Brandon Vote, my good friend Super Star Dev, and that's all. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Adam oh. Too. Adam too. Oh, I chat, was here too. Yeah, and the chat. Uh, Kale, hey. I got to watch Kale. Uh, we'll post the the some of the final um, little clips of the eating challenge that went on tonight. It was high level comedy. <laughs> yeah, that was one that you had to see. Like that was. First off, I had low expectations about it going into it, but it, it exceeded those low expectations. It and went, I was, but it like, like went low. to be here. We thought that they were going to get into the seventies. They didn't even get, we. Adam put a cap at sixty nine, which, which we all thought was a hilarious was really number. Really low, but yeah. it was a hilarious number. And they couldn't even get there. Yeah, they couldn't. They were, the the five hundred of you that are here, rain or shine, win or loss, no matter the what the loss looks like. Like we there's there's some of you that are here, no matter what. We appreciate you. We see you, and uh, you're keeping us sane right now. Good night, everybody. That was very hurtful what you said to me earlier. That was very hurtful.
Let's close today's show by talking about our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group. Guess what? They're hiring. They're looking for an experienced office manager and bookkeeper. It's a salaried position with great benefits. The office manager's role is to organize and coordinate administrative duties and office procedures. This job requires 10 years of office manager experience. Other duties include preparing payroll, monthly financials, experiencing with a variety of office software, ordering dental supplies, handling marketing slash advertising, supervising staff, etc. The team is an incredible group of people to work with. Please call them today if you or anyone you know is interested. Call 303-988-0711 or head to their website, greenmountaindentalgroup.com for further information. By the way, if you're not looking for a job, but you're just looking to get your teeth cleaned, you should do that with Green Mountain Dental Group too. Right now, if you schedule a cleaning and exam, you also receive a free Sonicare toothbrush with that meeting. So go ahead and and get it done. It's a win-win. They take care of your teeth. They give you a tool that helps you take better care of your teeth. Check out Green Mountain Dental Group.